and welcome back to Acme Podcast Incorporated. I'm your host, Kaiju Emperor. It's been a while, like a, a hot minute. Um, the TLDR is the reason that the podcast isn't by on hiatus is a combination of number one, Laser not having enough time to be the co-host on the podcast anymore. He wills to be editing this. Hi, future Laser. Um, and number two, was not long after Laser decided that he couldn't be the co-host anymore, I suffered a accident where I broke my wrist pretty severely. And I thought, you know, now might be a good time just for me personally. <laughs> To take a hiatus. And so here we are. We're back. Um, and we have a new co-host. Who we've met before. Who was on the Transformers animated episode. Say hi, Jake. Hi, Jank. Motherfucker. Tee-hee-hee. Oh, hey, that image you tried to upload finally uploaded. Yeah, that was eight minutes took eight minutes to register a picture of, uh, uh, what's his face? Kingpin from Spider-Man pointing. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't worry about that, viewers at home and friends around the world. That's a, that's a personal thing. Uh, but anyway, this is Jank. He'll hopefully be my new co-host for the podcast. Uh, there'll be a couple of changes to the format. The podcast will hopefully still be bi-weekly, so twice a month, but... Depending on things, we might only do once a month. It just depends. Uh, we're still figuring things out. Another thing is that um, we will more than likely only be talking about one show per episode now. However, when we do movies, we'll probably still do multiple movies because movies are a lot easier to fit into people's digest yes, digest fit into people's schedules and that sort of thing. So. You can still look forward to multiple topics uh, with movies, but maybe not TV shows. Uh, we'll also be trying to do uh, essentially stuff like um, watching movies for an episode next week. But as we're watching those movies, we'll also be taking the next four weeks at the same time watching a longer show. And then that will be the following episode. So that we have um, time to do longer uh, shows. Probably more in like the 50-ish to 60 episode range. Nothing super long. Anything longer than that will have to be broken up into parts. Uh, which is, uh, funnily enough, what we did for this episode. Mm -hmm. This episode, for Jenky's very first episode, we're talking about Super Robot Monkey Team... Hyperforce, go. If you need a hero. That's the name you should know. Um, Yay! We did, we did have a lost episode where we talked about Trigun with Adrian, but we won't get into the specifics of why and how that went wrong. Uh, point. It fell into the advent void. fell into the advent void. Or uh, fucking what was it called in Reboot? The... Uh, the worldwide the user one the user one the user the user snatched it up uh video games yeah the user snatched it up it's in the interwebs uh, it's gone forever although might not be we're still working on it in the meantime uh in that episode we did kind of 
briefly talk about a lot of the stuff that had happened since the hiatus, you know, kind of like going over like, oh yeah, we know there was a lot of stuff in animation that happened. Like, you know, the Owl House ended, which was a show Laser and I talked about a lot on this podcast, so it ending is kind of a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the sequel to Spider-Verse came out not that long ago. Put some boots. The Last Wish also came out. The Lackadaisy pilot came out, which was a long-term animation project that's like a, ver- a triumph in terms of indie animation. So, a lot. There was a trailer for uh, lots of different animes that I'm excited about. Like, the Dungeon Meshi anime, which is finally coming out. <laughs> finally? Well, I say finally. Next year. Um, give them some time. Give them some credit. They're, they're, those guys at Trigger are working. They're working They're working their ass off because actually more news happened relating to Trigger. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't hear about this. Oh, you didn't hear about uh, a little show, a little raunchy, nasty, terrible, awful show that is now getting a second season. A new season. Oh, Panty and Stalker? Yep. They showed that at Anime Expo in a trailer uh quite literally just undoing everything the last minute of of that of that of that show and saying hey yeah we're back i mean we're doing it live i mean otherwise you really couldn't do much of a sequel considering how that show ended but yeah i was i was never expecting to see a panty and stalking sequel in my lifetime truly Nine seasons, baby. We're back. It's, it's back on the menu. Meat's back on the menu, boys. Woo! As the as the saying goes. Let, let let's hope they tone down some of the more uh, problematic stuff. And I don't mean I mean like the actual not good stuff. Yeah. The actual whack things, and th- that that's all people are really asking for. It is just hey, yeah. Here are one or two things you could do a little more respectfully. But everything else mm-hmm. is what it's what we want. Yeah, I mean, like they could be worse. They could be Gynax. You know what? Yeah, the fact that it's <laughs> the, the, the the fact that it's not. I mean, it still is, but it isn't. I mean, yeah, it's... the fact that it's new Gynax as opposed to old Gynax. The the uh, is the platinum something. The platinum games to Gynax's clover, as it were. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Although, hmm. I don't know if you want to be Platinum Games right about now, considering... Uh, what, what were you talking about? Everyone loves, um... What was that? That, like, what was it? Games as a Service game, something fall, Towerfall, Platinum Tower. Oh, yeah, whatever the fuck The game called. that went end of service, like, I think six months after it, it launched. Yeah... What you don't want to be, Bayo three. I don't think Bayo three wants to be Bayo three. Bayo three is the biggest fucking nothing burger. I'm sure the gameplay is good. I'm I'm sure that, that's never the problem with the platinum game. The gameplay is always good. That's why people like them. It's more of just everything else. It's the level design that's the main problem with Bayo three, and of course the story stuff that happens. Also, dear viewers, I apologize if you're hearing the air conditioner. 
it's an I'm in Texas and it is hot. <laughs> I I I refuse to not have it. Well, jokes on you because uh we have an air quality warning and I've decided to turn off the AC because I'm a I'm a trooper. I'm a sweaty, melting, goopy trooper. The lesser known sequel to Goof Troop Goop Troop. <laughs> Like father, like slime, you're always on time. There's buddies, there's pals. Uh-huh. I, 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 nothing else rhymes with slime. <laughs> I mean, mime? What's uh, a mime gonna do in Goop Troop, huh? I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> What's... Wasn't there like an? There was actually an episode. Funnily, funnily enough, there's actually an episode of Goof Troop, like a two-parter, where the plot is that there's this new guy, this multi-billionaire guy who who buys Spoonerville and is trying to turn it into like this giant and polluted industrial complex. Mm-hmm. And this dude, he's made literally made of slime, and his name is Mister Sludge. He's basically a Darkwing Duck villain. I mean, I'm not making that up. I mean, like. If you told me this in, like, early 2000s, like, be like, oh, that's pretty goofy. You told me this now, it's like, yeah, no, that's, I, that, that's happening on the news as we speak. There's, there's eight different billionaires named Mr. Sludge who want to quite literally slime the, the, the insert residential pavilion or insert your zip code. They want to slime. I, or, again, the... Grandma got run over by a reindeer. I am slime. Hey, you said it. Not me. <laughs> Not me. Your Austin Bucks is trying to buy Christmas. Yeah, that too. Someone's gonna or do that. Whatever. Someone's gonna fucking do that. Watch. Someone's gonna try and buy Christmas? Multiple parties are going to try and buy Christmas, and there's going to be a Christmas Wars. I'm calling it. This is Mr. Sludge, by the way. I was not joking. Oh, but... That's a fucking SWAT cats villain. Yeah, he's a he's a Darkwing Duck villain. I'm telling you. Why is he got ew? Why is he got dots? Why is he got pores? You know. I don't li- I don't like it. The worst thing is that I don't like this. I feel like there is a like a market for 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 this character. I think there's someone who wants to fuck Mr. Sludge. I mean, if there are people who want to fuck Hexes from Ferngully, you know raising my hand very pathetically. I mean to be fair to to be fair to you, he is voiced by Tim Curry. Yeah. To be fair to you. Yeah, you know, I think I'm resent I'm resenting my, my, my prior statement. I think everyone actually loves slime. It's just a matter of application. How much? <laughs> yeah, application. <laughs> application How much? How much? Other How much do you like slime? Other other words I don't feel like saying right now. Let's talk about another show that actually Prominently features slime as an antagonist. The thing we're here for. Oh uh, yeah, the formless. The formless yeah. monkey team. Super robot monkey team. Hyperforce. Go- we're not doing this. I can't do this again. <laughs> no, no, it's got it. We gotta do it every time because it's the longest fucking title of any show we've ever talked about. 
I don't think there will be another Olongo, unless we talk about one of those, like, light novel isekai things that have, like, a ridiculously specific title. Well, that's just, that's just for the market investors to know what they're, exactly what they're, what they're putting their money into, to, to putting out on the shelves. Yeah. Side note, there's, like, this one, uh, novel. The guy who wrote, uh, Princess Precure wrote a visual like wrote a light novel and the joke is that it's an isekai visual novel but the entire novel is the uh run on sentence that would be the title of the anime slash huh like the entire novel is just one big run on sentence that's a that's basically the hyper specific title of the thing and that's the end of that it's just, like, it's just it's just the, it's just the last that. thing that someone says. So Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go uh, w- or was created by Mr. Ciro Neely. I think it's it's either Ciro Neely or Ciro Nelly. One of the two. Um, it originally released in September 18th, 2004 and ran uh, from all the way from there to December 16th of 2006. Ran for 52 episodes of for four seasons, which I used to think it was a real bummer that the show got canceled. But the more I do this show and the more we talk about, like, just car- uh, the more I get a perspective on just, like, especially Western animation. Um, if you if you get more than two seasons, honestly, you're doing pretty okay as a Western yeah, animation. Yeah, especially on... It's not as, I'd say... Not... What's the word? Carnivorous... It's not as very not not as not as as hateful towards uh, TV shows as as it, as it is now, but on Disney, on like Toon Disney, like that's pretty that's pretty good. Yeah, um, and a lot of like a lot of the big some of the big names in like Disney writing worked on this show, and which I forgot about. I was shocked when I saw that. Yeah, Greg Weissman and Tad Stones both worked on the show. For those who don't know, Greg Weissman was like the one of the big uh, main creative people behind Gargoyles, and Tad Stones is basically the same is that, but for Darkwing Duck, and also basically a lot of the Disney Afternoon stuff that you know wasn't. This really does feel like sort of I don't want to say like a gen like a gen two of Disney Afternoon, but like kind of just oh yeah. If you watched Disney Afternoon, that that was your thing. But now here's like the next generation, and Monkey Team is sort of in that nice little like echelon with whatever other original yeah. shows were on to Disney that even I blank on. Yeah, uh, this show also has like a fucking all star banger fucking... voice cast. Do you want to go through them or should I do it? As that's. Uh, we can. Uh, uh, I've got the list. Oh, I mean, I, I was gonna say I, I know half these by heart. We got. Oh, yeah, because we got we got Greg Sites, Beast Boy. Uh, most. Yeah, Beast Boy slash um Kevin in Ben Ten. He was also Michelangelo in the uh, 2012 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which uh Sarah Nelly also worked on. Uh, and Kevin Michael and and Tari uh, is Kevin Michael Richardson, who. If you don't know who Kevin Michael Richardson is, you haven't been listening to this show. He's from, he's from where I used to live. Like, he's he's in everything. Where the Bronx, baby? Yeah, he's in everything. He he's in everything. He's uh he was also I think in the 2012 Ninja Turtle show. He was the Shredder. 
I feel, I feel like this is going to be a trend of, and also in 2012 TMNT, because a lot of overlap. Yeah. Uh, Corey Feldman. Yeah. As, fuck, what? it was S, SP4X77, or Sparks. Yeah, SPRX77. I thought it was 4X, that makes more sense. It, it, that is just Sparks. Sparks. Uh, and he is very famous for, like, a lot of his, like, live-action roles, like, you know, like, The Goonies, uh, Stand By Me, uh, but he's also, like, done a lot of voice work. I'm pretty just, sure like, he, in general. he was a version of Raphael, right? In, was he? Because that was, I think that was the whole reference for why they got him back in TMNT as, I forget what character, but he made a cameo in that, in that show. Yeah, um, I believe so. Um, let me double check because he was in. He's he's been on a lot of TV shows, um, and just voice work in general. The he was in. He was oh he was Slash in the 2012 Ninja Turtle show, so the uh, the evil turtle. So that makes sense. Um, and then we have uh, Mr. Mr. Hal Gibson, voiced by SpongeBob himself. Tom Kenny. Mm-hmm. Doing his smart guy voice. It, it is just Tom Kenny British voice. But it works. It is. I mean, yeah, but it's like a different kind of character that doesn't really usually get to play. He kind of gets, like, typecast a lot. Especially after Spongebob. Mm-hmm. You know? And then motherfucking Clancy Brown. Now that's Otto. someone who's breaking fucking the mold here, because... Otto is the kind of voice where it's like, I know it's Clancy Brown, but the way I never hear him do this voice in anything else. It's like this weird... Mm-hmm. My only surfing reference is just, imagine Clancy Brown, motherfucking Lex Luthor, Mr. Krabs, uh, actual like, traditional stage actor, like this hard-looking dude doing a Kuwabara impression from Yu Hakusho. That's what Otto sounds like to me. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little, he's got a little bit of that. Like a muscle man voice. A little bit of that, but yeah. Muscle man voice, uh, Yajirobi. Yeah, like that kind of, like a Goldar type, like, like, and, and, and he's the goofy one. Mm. Power Ranger. Messi. You're Messi, I'm gonna kick your ass, you Messi. Uh, fuck, he, uh, of Brown is also, um, in Gargoyles, too. Um, very briefly, he he played one of the Vikings in uh, the Gargoyles movie, ah. Heroes Awake. Yay! And last but certainly not least, you know. uh, Carrie Walgren as Nova, the punchy one. The amazed, the, the amazing Carrie Walgren, who is probably most famous for playing like she's in a lot of anime. She's really famous for being Hadoka mm-hmm. Hado from Bully Kuli. Uh, she was also. I think she's been in Digimon a lot, if I remember correctly. She has a very distinct, like, bat, like, she's a lot of background things. A lot of Disney shows, too, as, like, as, like, extra characters or, 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 or background characters. So, it... she was in, uh, I think, yeah, she was in, she's been in a lot of anime, like, anime of that time period, like, Bully Coolie, Bl- uh, Witch Hunter Robin, um, any Blood Plus Last fans? Exile, Blood Plus? Samurai Shampoo, Blood Plus. Is good, but fucked up. It is pretty fucked up. But she um, was—I think she was the main, well, the main character, and also another character. For spo- for, for, I can't say for spoiler reasons uh, in that show. Yeah, she's also the um, 
voice of uh the English voice of Saber and a lot of the, the new face. Oh yeah. Uh, uh Zero, Stay Night, uh Blade Works, uh Heaven's Feel. That's a fucking mint right there. That the, even even if it's like even if you only adapt like half those works, that's your 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 saber. That's money. That's type moon money. Yeah. It's it's like also crazy because like it's not just like oh she's the dub voice after uh UFO Double started doing fate stuff. No no she was saber in this fucking Studio Dean anime too, which is crazy. Like the the the. That you get to be there the entire time. So he's been a bunch of other stuff too, like Benton, uh, Penis and Ferb. Uh, I think she was also in like. He was also in the 2012 show. Audio. What? Uh, yeah. And she's also uh. She plays uh Ash in Final Fantasy XII. That's cool. I was gonna say. Uh, that's. Are we forgetting what else in the main cast? Uh, we got Ashley Johnson, who plays Jinmei. Ah, uh, yes. The ever-popular series of things that everyone in the voice acting, I guess, enjoyer community calls. Ashley Johnson and Greg Sipes in every fucking show at the same time. Or Fargabatog for short. Yeah. Uh, and then we have, like, a lot of the other reoccurring, like, you know, voice cast. Like, the big bad Skeleton King is voiced by Mark Hamill. I, I like that, and I'll get into that later if we start talking about him more, because there's a lot of layers into into, into his performance and what it's sort of homaging. Mm-hmm. And then we have James Hong. The James Hong voicing Mandarin. Like, that one was... I forgot that it was James fucking Hong. That's crazy. And later on in the season, we get our secondary, I guess, sort of interim villain uh Valina the Skull Priestess by Hinden Walsh. Which yep. and there's a lot I was gonna yeah. say no, it just uh, like we're we're sort of it's very funny that in this show there's like basically four out of the five Teen Titans voices. I was surprised that Kari Payton didn't show up like just to sort of fill in that yeah. thing. Yeah, and then we have a lot of like uh one off characters that like are just guest stars that are also like prolific actors and or voice actors uh Jairus Krinkle is Jeffrey Combs. Welcome to death. Uh, provi- yep. And also, like, you know, uh, I know him really well for being the question in Justice League. It's probably one of my favorite things he's ever done. He was also Ratchet in Prime. Uh, very and good. just the guy they get to be H.P. Lovecraft in any kind of Lovecraft-related thing, because he's just, he's just the Lovecraft guy now. He's sort of been molded into Lovecraft guy ever since he did Reanimator. Yeah, Professor Mizono is D. Bradley Baker. Uh, there's the episode on the desert planet, like, uh, Lord Skurg was Will I... Eaton. I don't know why. That's... He was also in Teen Titans, and I just... I don't like Will Wheaton. It's not even anything, anything that he's done. It's just, why is he in everything? Why is he... Be... It's because there's two reasons. Number one, he was on Star Trek. I guess. Number two, Number two, it's because he is very, like, in the nerd culture, and he likes being on those things. Fair enough. It, it's you know just I mean? funny. It's like, does, do people ask for Will Wheaton, or does Will Wheaton ask to join your show? Either thing, I don't I don't like the answer to, hypothetically. <clears throat> yeah, never let 
never let Will Wheaton, if you're if if you have a D and D podcast and you play physically, never let Will Wheaton sit in your chair or touch your dice. Ever. Uh, he will curse oh, dear. them. Uh, that there's a very famous thing that happened in uh, Critical Role, where when Will Wheaton was a guest star in Critical Role, um, he sat in Talison Jaffe's chair. And then the following episode, uh, Talison, who is very famous for constantly rolling crits, rolled f- five ones that night with with his dice. <laughs> he t- truly no no media can escape Wesley Crusher. Not even media that isn't Star Trek. God. Yeah. And then we have uh, uh, lots of other voice ca- uh, like guest stars. We have Eric Idle, who uh, plays Crapperton. Uh, Michael York, who played Master Zan, uh, Diedrich Bader, voiced the Craven Brothers, um, fucking Henry Rollins, and Keith Morris guest starred in the Wild Five episode, and uh, Captain Proteus from season four uh, was voiced by John Reese Davies. There was what was it the the Moby Dick episode with Lance Henriksen. Uh, and then we, and finally we have uh, Captain Sugazoom, Captain Sugazoom, who was voiced by uh, Mr. Bruce Campbell. You know, with with all of this lot, this lineup of like voice actors, I'm sorry to think that Mr. Cironelli uh, really likes horror movies. You know, oh yeah. Also, um, another Teen Titans guy, Scott Menville, was Prometheus Five, like Prometheus Five, aka Slingshot, a design that I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that so vividly that I thought he was, like, earlier in the series. I didn't realize he was in, like, season three. Yeah, speaking of horror, uh, in the Circus of Ooze episode, the ringmaster is voiced by Robert England. That okay, was Robert England, yeah! <laughs> I ne- mm-hmm. it's, it, it caught me off guard, because, like, you never hear him not do the Freddy, I'm gonna get you, bitch voice. So him doing, like, just a regular voice is, like... Yeah, and we have uh, Kilana from the opener of Season 4, voiced by Tara Strong. Uh, M- Master Afe was voiced by fucking Mako uh, Iwamatsu. And uh, I think, funnily enough, basically as a gag, they got Frank Welker to guest star in an episode, but they had him play Thingy. I mean, like... It's it's funny because I noticed I noticed this at the show like with its animal sound effects it kind of uses its, its main cast for the animal noises so having the animal noise mm. guy like the OG animal noise guy just show up as I guess I, do you consider do you consider thinking a Scooby Doo not really I wouldn't he's, no he's just like he's a, a little creature. He's a creature so is Scoobert Doo they're both creatures in a sense I don't yeah. know. He doesn't really show up except for that one other episode. Then, yeah, I think that like the most just one of the most distinct things about this show is it's how it looks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's obviously trying to be fucking. It's inspired by a lot of things, but it's like mainly like Ishinomori, uh, Tezuka, uh, Gonagai stuff, like old like 60, manga, 60, 70 manga and anime, and it really is better for it i think i think that's such an insane thing to like sort of pitch for a show of like for like kids in the 2000s 20 and i, and I guess even for reruns in the 2010s 
is here's this old-looking show with these really harsh angles, and he's kind of... At face value, initially, like, I don't want to say ugly, just very abstract-looking designs. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's like... It, it, you can see a lot of its inspiration, just like, so clearly, like, Speed Racer, Astro Boy, Cyborg 009... Lily with um, Jinmei, yeah, she, she she does the Astro Boy with the, with the jet boots and flies away. Mm-hmm, uh... And then we've got, like, stuff like Common Rider... Uh, Sentai, with the, with, the, mm-hmm. with the formless, with with the like like the name Skeleton King just sounds so boring and normal for like a D and D session, like I don't know a trading card, but for that show, that's that's the Skeleton King. You don't mess with that guy. They they give it a lot of gravita- gravitas for just a really simple looking name, and it's 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 the scary skeleton with a cape. I'm gonna. I, I said this before, and I'll keep saying it. I think that the Skeleton King is a super underrated performance by Mark Hamill. I I would not. I would not argue with that. I first and foremost, I'm pretty sure that it it it, it comes right before we get like an actual Firelord Ozai voice. So that is like besides the Joker. His, I get like a normal evil voice, and not Joker like evil villain voice, like a like traditional like kind of style of megalomaniac who yeah. has this booming presence. But then there's like the little details, and especially with in, in, in the last shot of season four of just like how much of of Skeleton King is inspired by, well, mainly yeah, those like old Tokusatsu and like 60s, 70s villains who have those very like. Literal names, Shocker, Shocker, your Lord Deathman's from the Batman manga, and all that. But, Darth Yeah, Vader. that's what I was beating around for. He's Darth... It, it's just, hey, what if, what, what if... What if... What if Mark Hamill was Darth Vader? I was trying so hard to not say Darth Hamill. What if Darth Vader was also... What if Darth Vader and Mark Hamill, but also Skeletor? Which is also, yeah, 20 years before he plays Skeletor. Yeah, but also, like, uh, because, like, clearly it's heavily inspired, like, by 80s shows as well. Um, it's, like, Skeletor, but also, like, Mumra, you know? It's got a little bit of everything, and I think that's part of the charm of the show, is that it kind of... It's, it's, it, it doesn't feel like it's ripping on, on all these old action shows. It just feels like a natural progression, a celebration of just... The action, like the action TV kids show with the fu- with with the funny merchandisable animals. I would love to own toys from this show. No, you would not, because the toys were kind of fugly. I mean, how could you fuck up the super robot? It's squares. Not, I meant the mon- I meant with the monkeys. Um, there was a lot of real estate on the heads. Not so much on the bodies. I remember having these as a kid, and the bodies were very flimsy. The hand parts also, too, just did not stay on. Those buggers did not stay on. Hmm. That sucks. I can imagine the, the super robot toy was pretty cool looking. <sighs> Joey. It's a, it's a bunch of squares. How could you fuck that well, up? That's the thing, Joey. They they didn't fuck it up. There, there never was a super robot. How? How do you not make a toy because they out of to, that? They need to make one it, for TV Robot. He's so 
It's so easy to make a toy well, out of... I was going to say, clearly it wasn't, and that kind of goes... I, I, did you want to say this for, like, I guess, sort of the end, or more just like to let, let everyone know about this amazing show, the down, the downside of this series? We're gonna, what, we're gonna just bounce around everywhere. That's it fine. I just want to make sure. Can. Yeah. So this show had four seasons, but its last one left on a really fucking big cliffhanger. And if you know Disney TV, Disney anything, that's that's marketing talk for. And we're gonna cut it off right here because. What what sites have been telling me, what I've tried to sort of parse, is that it just did not sell enough toys. Like it was not, it was not what we know it as those story driven Disney shows that have like a big kid and adult following yet, because those weren't really happening at the time. Or if they were, they were not as big because they not there was not enough social media presence for them. So they're looking to action figure sales, and like I said, flimsy kind of shitty toys. There was no super robot because there was never any justification to make a super robot, which just, it was cyclical. It did, it just, it was always struggling. And you can very much feel that in the last season too, where there's just kind of nothing going on. Yeah. I mean, and we can talk a little bit more about that later because there is some like stuff about like the ending that's been revealed in the, in the years. Ah, yes. Um, uh, but for now, I, I want to say some like this show. Um, I don't think is was appreciated for its time, especially because, like, if you were an action show during this time, you were kind of always going to be compared to Avatar. If you were an action show with even a slight anime style, you have Avatar on one end. You have actually, yeah, this was an anime style action show on Disney in the middle of. I think when Teen Titans had just finished, like, airing, so it was on reruns, but it was still making bank. People people still like that. And Avatar, which had just finished, like, th- I think book one. Or, like, you Disney, ha- Disney wanted their own, and they got it, but it was, like, at the worst time. Yeah. Pretty much. Because ATLA premiered, um, 2005, which was, like, so they they would have it, it premiered a year after the first season of Super Robot Monkey Team, but like they so they would have been like running concurrently with each other. Unfortunately, I remember, I remember um, thinking that those three shows were just like anime, but just oh yeah, there's anime with a lot of American credits because again, I'm 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 dumb baby. These shows came out when I was yeah around four or five. Sorry, everybody. I mean, yeah, I mean, speaking of that, like uh, this is another sidebar about. The production of the show. This was animated uh, by uh, Answer Studio, who also did Transformers Animated. Yippee! Um, but yeah, the this show it is super unfortunate because again, it it would have been compared a lot to its contemporary, which isn't fair. <laughs> like it, that's not fair. You, you, can't, you compare can't compare anything to Avatar. First. You can't compare anything to Avatar. It, fucking it Avatar. Not. It's fucking Avatar. It's one of the greatest animated shows that's been made in the last, like, 20 years. And that's not even hyperbole. It's that's... still one of the best shows that's been made in the last 20 years. That's the really sad thing, because, like, when you look when you look at the shows, like, on an, I don't want to say objective level, but, like, like, just a material, like, what they do thing, 
they kind of do the same thing of like, oh yeah, here is this easy all ages show that you know introduces these like these references to like non Western culture. Like, oh yeah, here, for, for Monkey Team, it focused a lot more on just Japanese toku and sci fi and other things, but also like horror stuff because this yeah. show has a. This show is pretty fucking scary sometimes when it wants it, to be. There was a lot of fucked up shit in this show, I'm not gonna lie. Like, Avatar has, like, scary spirit stuff. It has, you know, the face... It has Ko the face stealer and Wan Shitong, the giant owl, also voiced by Jeffrey Combs. Yes, but does it have a clone of Chiro that's basically Chiro's head with spider legs and claws coming out of his eyeballs? Does it have Cronenberg the fly Chiro? <laughs> I don't know why the show had to, like, just have that be a thing of, like, Master, I must help you. Did you do it? Not yet, Fly Chiro. Go back to being Cronenberg fucked up creature. Yes, Master. And that's, that's, that's just a one-off gag. That's it. Or, like, plant Chiro. Or, like, how at the end of that episode, they, like, all fuse together into a gibbering mass of mouths and eyeballs and flesh. And that was just the clone episode. There's going back to Jeffrey Combs because this is the Jeffrey Combs podcast, I guess. Jairus Crinkle. Jairus yeah. Crinkle, wh- whose bit is I always thought it was like, oh yeah, no, there's like, oh no, there's the skeleton can put like a brain thing to make him like, no, he's just he just has a, a series of very bad mental disorders that make him assume that he is the monkey team's leader and that they're all his best friends and that if he can't have them, he has to fucking kill them or put them in his Oh, God, when they brought him back and he had a, a, a mind zone. A mind palace, one might say. A mind palace, yes. And it's like, oh, okay, well, the monkey team are going to go into his brain and erase... They're going to, like, fix it, right? They're going to erase that he likes the monkey team. No, they blow up his mind palace so bad, he quite literally gets sucked into his own... Like, a literal gets sucked into his own madness. And the last shot of the episode is just, like... This really ominous, like, his room with all these paintings and him with the monk. It's so fucking weird. There's no happy ending for him. Yeah, and then we have, like, the fucking elevator monster episode. That one got a lot less scary as I I thought about more because I just... It's it's a creepy episode. It's creepy because it's, like, weird, like, weird elevator, like, stuff. Like, oh, yeah, if you're not, if you're you're afraid of elevators, this is gonna fuck you up. But compared to... All right, monkey team, what did we learn today? That the mentally ill will be sucked up by their own mind. Also, yeah, people die in this show. A lot. People Pretty straight up die. fucking die. There's yeah. random mooks that just have, like... Like, random robots that just have a weird flatline sound effect play after Chiro. Who's usually the one the one that makes them die. Like, doing this. And then there's the, there was the game episode. The, 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 the big video game, like, homage parody episode. Where Chiro straight up kills a guy three times in the same episode. Like there's like there's like there's no there's no like cure coding it. This guy has like a life system or whatever, and he, he's dying. It's not he like reconstitutes or oh yeah, I missed that. It's like no, Chiro killed him. Don't fuck with the power for, don't fuck with the power yeah. primate, or it'll make a monkey fool out of you. Literally. Make him don't make a monkey out of me. Um so, um, we might actually want to go ahead and take a break because we've been recording for like almost 40 minutes. Uh, so we're going to stop this recording, mm-hmm. probably make another one.
split it up. It'll it might help with the upload. Uh, so we're gonna be right back. Uh, for us, it'll probably be five ten minutes for file breaks, but for you, it'll be like a few seconds. See you in a minute. And welcome back to Acme Podcast Incorporated. Um, just for the sake of transparency, we are re-recording the second half. Just for the sake of transparency. I'm, I'm making I'm making the boohoo gestures. Everyone, everyone, po- everyone, point at 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 the child. It's fine. Don't. The, do- the dog did it. The dog. What that dog doing? Apparently ruining audio. Who would have guessed? Who uh, would have guessed? And also, I'm going to again apologize in advance if uh, I can't remove the sound of my air conditioner to the audience. Because again, I live in Texas. It is hot. And I refuse to not have it on. But anyway, um, so we are going to re-record... What we kind of went over, so um, this is recorded. The second half is actually recorded way later after uh, that first half. Again, just for transparency. But we did leave off talking about basically kind of how fucked up Monkey Team is just overall. Yeah, yes. Uh, uh, good old, good old Mister Nelly over here really loves his horror aspects. Uh, b- again, minus the whole fact that he has Bruce Campbell on here, just. Lots of on-screen death and violence perpetrated by our main cast. The heroes do a lot of the killing most of the time. Yeah, you know, it's kind of crazy. I I didn't think about this until just now. That, like, a lot of our main characters have, like, extremely violent and deadly weapons. There's the scary laser drills, the scary, the 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 whirling destructo discs, which whirling are in fact destructo saw. they are in fact whirling destructo and saws. Wow, who could have guessed? Who could have guessed? Uh Antares just soul claws that attack your soul. Assumedly, we don't we don't know what to do because he always does it on like electronics or formless, but. There's, I think that's what they are, right? They're ghost claws, so that's not yeah. really that's not really good. Um, the blunt force trauma from from uh, from Nova's gauntlets. Mm-hmm. I think the only like not immediately deadly weapon is the is the it's the, the magnets. Your favorite, the magnet tingler blast. Magnet tingler blast. It sure does and... tingle. Ooh. It. <laughs> It does that thing where you, you know when you touch a Tesla orb, your hair stand on end. It's that. That's it's the tingle. It, it's that. Everything else, horrible, terrible weapon. And also, yeah, Gorilla Soul. Gorilla Soul. That is just a real ass goddamn gorilla that beats you up to death. Yeah, the 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 inner primate, uh, the fucking Chiro stand monkey business. Oh man. But yeah, um, just uh, just to kind of repeat a couple points that Lightning did definitely be said that we said last time in the recording uh, was something I definitely noticed while rewatching the show. While it wasn't bad after season two, 
the show kind of peaks at the finale of season two and also the opener of season three with um Ichiro Savage Lands and uh the the Savage Lands the, those that whole saga of like trying to stop the Dark One. They do it at a great cost. It's it not not not. I know yeah, I know, you, I know you hate Mr. Campbell over here, but it really is. It, it's got that monomyth. The kids love the monomyth. If you, I love Bruce Campbell. <sighs> Fuck you! <laughs> Shut up. You know which one I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Not that Campbell. The other Campbell. We ain't, we ain't talking about no soup over here. <laughs> that's for sure. Mmm, uh, chicken noodle. Our sponsor, Campbell's love. Campbell's loves Monkey Team, and Campbell's loves you. Buy a bowl of Campbell's. Listen, I'll take any sponsor. <laughs> honestly, I will shill so hard if I get a sponsor on this fucking podcast. I don't care what it is. Raid Shadow, Shadow Legends. Legends. Wonder Fun Meat World. It's the, it's the treat you like to buy. Wonder Fun Meat World. Something, something. D- 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 we make, make our, our meat, meat just, just right. right. Yeah. Nord VPN. Etc. Insert your typical podcast. Uh, Casper mattresses. You know. Whatever. <clears throat> but anyway. Um. The show really does just, it unfortunately peaks right there, and like it, it never gets as good after that, and it's kind of a shame. Yeah, you know? it's like, because that's that, that's the thing too is like, how can you really top a like for daytime television a genuine character death slash sacrifice of uh, a genuine like pyrrhic victory in a you know kids action show, which which. In this era, I want to say was sort of fading out. Like uh, you mentioned, peaks. I think that in the greater scheme of things, that kind of like seriousness, or just I guess like ability to take your writing seriously, where you can do that and not play it as like goofy or or oh, they're critically injured. Like no, Antari dies. He blew up. He ex- he exploded his old yeah. his old monkey being and shot his soul out to close the gate. They even killed the main bag. I just made sure it wasn't at full power. And it's really it's and 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 it like our 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 protagonist is is set back and like it definitely gets turned to some weird homunculus monkey soul a, a homunky if you will. A homunculus. I mean what? Homunculus. <laughs> <laughs> <A monkey>. <laughs> <laughs> One of the benefits of being able to record is that we get to, we get to say the funny jokes we didn't get to say. I've been sitting. The one joke I'm sad that is we can't recapture is the thing I said about the silver monkey being Antares nobody. Still makes me mad, don't worry. It still pisses me off that you're right. He's silver, he lost his his, his body and his soul, but not his you know. The connections it, are know. there, we're not gonna explain them. You can fu- I left my we left your treasure in the grand line. I don't know. Figure it out. The one the one piece is oh, that's real. also a monkey show action that I think about it because, you know, Monkey D. Luffy. I'm sure you'd think there'd be like yeah. some kind of crossover, like like people would think, oh yeah, here's the show about 
actual simians. And here's the guy named Monkey. Uh, someone make that I mean, work. Ah, figure it out. That would imply that Super Robot Monkey Team was big enough to cross over with one. In piece. my heart, in my heart of hearts, I believe. <laughs> I think, I think Chang. Can I get a it. the UFO? Tango. Can I get a UFO I believe shirt, but instead of a UFO on it, it's just got Gibson on it? God. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, and one thing I didn't mention last time that I kind of want to bring up is that, like, th there are some plot points and things that were good, but I wish were explored more. Like, I really wish we got more into, like, the alchemist's relationship with the monkeys and how now he's the villain. He was like a father figure to them and he wiped their memories of of him. Like, I feel like we missed out on like a full flashback episode that was just him and the monkeys, yeah, right? Cause, hmm. I don't know, because I feel like in one hand, I'm, I'm a big fan of Show, Don't Tell. And so having like Episode, just just sprinkles of of who the alchemist was through dialogue is neat. It, it implies like, oh yeah, it's a much it's a significant change when he becomes the the evil skeleton king. It's like, oh, that's cool. At the same time, I am not despite despite my proclivities as a funny trash robot online. I do not have a heart of stone. I like when the when the when the funny robed man holds baby Nova is like, ah, my. My dearest Nova. Oh, you little scamp. And it's like, oh, I want to see more of that. I want to see them kiss the monkeys to bed. And they all have their labeled labeled bed frames and Ninja Turtle belts with their initials on them. Yeah, it, it sucks. I also wish we'd gotten more into, like, what is the power primate? <laughs> Why is... Why are gorillas, or rather, I guess, primates, like, what, 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 how do primate equal good? Yeah, why primate strong? Why not a truck? Why primate magic? Why, why? Truck, <laughs> not monkey. I'm just imagining some kind of alternate universe where it's just the power truck, and it's like Turbo T, and he just turns into a truck. <laughs> The, the inner lightning. Oh McQueen. God! Like, but yeah. The, again, that that's the thing. That that's what this sounds like. It, it, it to like a random person. Like, yeah. Why is it the power primate? Are there other? We we've seen that there are other quote unquote animal teams, but that was more of just a visual gag and not really explored upon. Does everything mm -hmm. have the power primate? Yeah, I mean. It's implied that the power primate is like the energy so of it's life the force. force? But... Yeah, I think it is just the force. Considering we talked about how Skeleton King is just Darth Vader, I think the power primate is. Yeah, just I, force. I guess that that's the that's sort of where it, the argument starts and ends. Is it's the force, as in it can do what it needs to do for that narrative. It's just more of <sighs> just specifically primate. What if you're a lizard? We saw lizards. We saw frogs. Do frogs have the power of primates? 
it binds us in together, except for frogs and uh, robots. Kind some. Well, actually, no, no, no. It doesn't bind robots. Robots. That's the one thing it has against the force is that droids don't have the force, but robots can have the power primate in them. Yeah, like the super robot. That's the one character we didn't mention as much, and should we? I think this robot is a character. I think it has. I mean, he is. Like, the super robot is a character, but I feel like we don't get enough with... Because like, he has like that sort of mini overarching plot point when they start going through space after the, the worm, where it's implied that he, it has a will of its own, and then that's, that doesn't come until, to a head until we get to the uh, planet where he was created. And then like a couple more moments after where he, it act on it acts on its own. But we don't get much into the super robot's personality or like whatever. I was gonna you say know. another another robot that didn't get enough but is a lot more egregious, Jen May. It pisses me off how much potential Jin May had that's just left on the table. Why does Jinmei never turn back into a giant robot? Why is her giant ever? robot form just stuck in, like, evil mode? As you, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, that's like the, actually, no, we never do see, we never see her in, in the evil big robot because she never turns into it in the first place. So it would been, it would been cool to, like, I don't know. Yeah, the only time we, we see it again in the uh, finale of uh, season one, and that's the last time we see it. Also, yeah, no, another thing. Fucking sucks. Uh, Joey, weren't you? I'm sorry, Kai. Weren't you a big fan of 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 the episode where Churro got a catfish by two scary, ugly aliens, or the 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 lug, and not an episode where we get to see I don't know, maybe Jinmei do something, like you know, p- protect Chugazoom in the the absence of the monkey team. That would have been really good to have an episode where it was like, and meanwhile, back at the ranch, Jinmei is, you know, protecting the city. Instead of it just be Monkey Team leaves, Monkey Team comes back, ah, there's ghosts, a middle ground of, oh yeah, this is pretty easy, and then just end screen title, not uh uh-uh, says Valina, and then it's like, oh, and that leaves you with like, oh shoot. Something's brewing on Shigazoom. I almost said something's brewing on Earth. I forgot. It's still not Earth. It's just a whole new place. No, we see, we see Earth, but to be fair, Shigazoom we don't see Earth. We only Earth. see Philly, Japan, and Paris. Which <laughs> that's those are the, those are the only places on Earth that matter. Let's go, fanatic. Woo! I ninety five clogged that shit up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, the Philly cheesesteak is a fucking galactic treasure, clearly. <sighs> Just, don't <ask. laughs> Just don't ask which Philly cheesesteak. From where? Fuck off. That's how the Clone Wars started. We're, we're, we're really getting that Star Wars mileage, huh? <laughs> that, that's, that's kind of the... I mean... That is kind of unfortunate. I, mean, I was, was going to sort of tie it back to, like, Monkey Teeth. Like, yeah, it's really good for two seasons, and the next two are just kind of, like... Plateau season three, which is, I, I'd argue it kind of gets like really, it kind of gets like those emotional highs too. The finale. 
Like, the, the finale of Season 3 is really good with the trying to blow up the worm and inside of the worm and the stuff with, like, the uh, being flung into <clears throat> the macro and microverse stuff. Like, there's some cool stuff there for sure, but it, nothing is ever better than the finale of Season 2 and it's the perfect. opener of Season 3. It, it that, that show, unfortunately, kind of plat- it plateaus. Now we're tying you know? into, to, 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 like brain memory things when i remember i remember watching the show as as a wee lad as a wee child i remember the scene where nova got put into like super space and uh, i thought oh nova dies but doesn't come back or like oh nova's missing and comes back at the end of the show right and then that plot line is kind of just it's a thing for an episode and a half and then it's like no she just got big now she's back it's okay she was big she was big, and then she had this whole thing like, am I really back, Chiro? I've seen the beginning and ending well, yeah, of all God. things. I forgot they met The God. universe, creation, all. They just meet God, and she says all this stuff about seeing, like, the the vastness of the macroverse, and then it's, like, never brought up ever again. <laughs> A being so incomprehensible that the only thing we could put on it was the label of God, because it is that fucking big. And we have this in Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go, a show about half alchemic, half robotic monkeys and a kid who just has who has an inner monkey in him. Sorry, I just when you said alchemic, my mind immediately thought envisioned something in my brain of like a Super Robot Monkey Team bumper with like the the shot of the team, you know, at the end of the opening. Right with the them all standing together, and it's like one of those anime eye catches, and then it just says full no, metal. You, you, you know, you think right? The show would have eye catches too, considering it really like it's in those homages, which are good homages. Japan. Like, yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. I feel like it. It might have le- it might have been leaning too hard into it if it had actually like yeah, and also done straight up eye again, catches, right? Yeah, it's twenty. It's twenty two minutes, twenty minutes on on. Actually, no, it has less than that because it's on it's on like Jetix, and Jetix was very known for being very fast paced. Like it, it would have, it would have twenty minute shows, but it would have like five commercials interlaced, so they'd cut at the worst times too. It was kind of, it was kind of a nightmare to watch things like that. Not gonna lie. Yeah the the era of ad TV, man. Gotta sell those monkey team toys, of which maybe six exist. And no, the robot's not one of them. We did talk about that, so and it I bums just... me out. It, it's it's a bunch of squares. Like it's so easy to make the super robot into a toy. How do you not make that we into a toy? We had, we had to sell ah. for for. for... I no effect. If you want to look them up, everyone, feel free to. They're just really ugly looking toys, which is insane because the monkey team is very adorable in my opinion. They have they have the, they have all the the quote unquote check notes, the circular features, but they have their own style to them. The funny little I always used to call them dorsal fins. Like they, they're little head fins that go up or whatever. They're they're, they're mono Gundam fins. It's only one of them, but it's cute. I like it. You know what would have been a perfect like marketing thing is like. You could have two different versions of the monkey team action figures. You could have, like, the regular ones where you just get the, the monkey, right? 
and the accessories. But you could also get the deluxe one where it's the monkey and their uh, equivalent vehicle. And if you bought all the monkeys and that version of the pack, you could form the super robot. You you get pieces of a, like a, of, a, of a figure in it from different ones and put them together, and that's how you complete the collection. Yeah, no, that's genuinely genius. It's a shame the show didn't have question mark question mark question mark to 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 justify that. I don't know if it was popularity. Or if it was just you needed to, like, make enough money to justify investing in a figure like that. Who knows? Yeah. It sucks. It sucks, too, because, like, we know that toys that look like that with in that style can work. Because the Transformers animated toys are some people of the love, best. No, people love those. People, people were very defensive and worried when they, like, started redoing those, like, recently with, like... I think, they re- I think they remade Prowl a while back, and everyone was very happy that they captured, like, the square jaws, like, Derek J. Wyatt's, like, kind of style. Oh, dear, you're gonna get me back into a Transformers talk. I can't do this. Oh, no. Hey, Jank, I'm gonna... Spoiler alert. If we're gonna be doing this podcast, we're probably gonna talk about Transformers a lot, because there's a lot of Transformers things to talk you heard about. You fo- first, folks. It's Unicron Trilogy. Be there or be square. You have to pay me to rewatch the Unicron trilogy. Yeah. Um, but we will talk about Prime. Beast Beast oh, Wars God. has oh, to be God. talked that... about, you know. <laughs> that's gonna be a that's gonna be a full twenty four hours of me just What's a nice way of just like saying I'm trying to think of a of a non vulgar way of saying this. Just me like gassing up Scott McNeil. It's gonna be the Scott McNeil podcast for 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 yeah, God I mean, knows how long. I'll gas up Scott McNeil any day. Fucking hell yeah! But anyway, monkey team. Um, the and I mentioned the other thing. Something I'm gonna reiterate too is that like I'm sad that we never got the um eventual uh actual um what's the word interaction with when Captain after Sh- Captain Shugazoon showed up and he we found out he was a friend of the alchemist I'm sad we never got the eventual like climax of that where it's like Captain Shugazoon fighting the skeleton I mean, king uh, yeah yeah you know? yeah that's I remember yeah this this, this that if, if you're gonna rip off Star Wars wouldn't it yeah no actually think about that wouldn't it be really fucking cool if Mark Hamill, the, the the Luke Skywalker, him, that's him, the Luke, was the one to kill another series' perspective, Obi-Wan. Too bad Shigazoom shows up, like, in one episode, and he's kind of just all over the place. We, we, we really don't get him enough. Yeah, like, I... If, if I were writing the season, I would have completely cut that entire fucking two-parter with the video game stuff. And made the two-parter about Captain Shugazoom, and then had Captain Shugazoom be, like, a recurring character throughout that final season. To put it into terms many of you understand, he's like Jiraiya and Naruto. He's like, this, like the, okay, you learned all your stuff you need to learn, now here's the advanced stuff, like, I don't know, whatever it is he could teach. Saying groovy after, after, after every couple of seconds when you hold a chainsaw. God, the real heavy reference would have been uh, 
in the final fight with Skeleton King, Captain Shogozuma's on his, like, on the back foot, and Otto is like, use this, and he throws him one of his, like, gauntlet yeah, saws, and... See? <laughs> no, that would To oh. fight Skeleton King. Do you see... Do you see why I'm I, I genuinely hand to my heart? I think that I think this is on par with One Piece for me sometimes. Not because of what it had, but what could have been. Yeah, as much as I like Super Robot Monkey Team, it's like, like you said, it just it, it yeah it yeah it, it peters out, and it had so much potential to like be more. It I mentioned the thing about Avatar. Right, and it being around the same time as Avatar, the the, the fucked up part, right, is that Avatar kind of changed the game in terms of like uh, cartoons and what everything, but especially Western cartoons and how they told stories and how you could like have episodic things while also having like lots of deep character writing and overarching plots. And clearly, like Monkey Team is doing that, but it's still kind of like stuck in this half between state before Avatar, but also in that same vein as, like, shows that were just trying to be completely episodic and serialized and, like, not, like, wanting to do more, but not being able to due to either probably Disney not letting them or just, like, the it's, it, people might think that it just wouldn't sell, you know, because Avatar didn't come along to, like, change everybody's minds. I mean, like, obviously Teen Titans was also a precursor to that, too. But, like, you know, it wasn't until Avatar came along that we really got a bunch of shows that were heavily uh, story-focused in terms of Western animation, like Gravity Falls and Steven Universe, uh, The Owl House. Not to say that, not, not to discredit those shows, again, I have not seen a lot of them, but it's just more of a, I think Avatar really was, like, the high peak of it because they kept the action very consistently good, and it kept the writing consistently good. Bar, like, what? One episode? And even then, its worst episode probably beats out the lug. Uh, or, or, or whatever. I can think of, I can think of, like, two bad episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender. Two. And that's, you know, that's a pretty good track record. But, I mean, I, I would personally put Gravity Falls in the same echelon as avatar the last airbender but we, we can talk, talk about, about that. we we could as the shows do talk about that uh, over the course of an entire two-year period and make that be a narrative yippee hurrah that's me tying what we were saying to what we're doing isn't that metatextual um so just to retread um the the things I want to retread over are one, um, talking about our favorite episodes. Two, the stuff about the proposed finale and the trivia, mm-hmm. including some of the trivia that you found uh, after the fact. So, um, favorite episodes, just like singular episodes. I don't know if my answers will be the same because I actually forgot which specific ones I said. What are my favorite ones? Because, like, there's some, there are some really good ones, you know? There are, like, good ones that are just objectively good, and there are just ones that, like, I just like them, or, or especially ones that I just remember fondly, and they can't take precedence. 
I will say the episode that I forgot about, and then like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll do this. I will, I will, I will play like the excessive cheat hand and say that both Scrapper episodes are my favorite episodes because the first one is just like, it's 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 mm. just it's just me. It's my aesthetic. I love fucked up trash planet. I love the idea of like. It's it, the hero loses their powers and it's like, oh no, I have to sort of prove myself without my ability. And it's it was the it was the first and last time we hear Eric Ida like play the character. It was just nice. It was just a nice bunch of bunch of things together. And the second one is just the one I remember a lot because of again, I really only remember the the, the one joke being and their wonder dog Chango. Like, I remember that from the show and thinking, I don't know the context for this, but I will remember this for the rest of my life. Just one of those weird kid memories you have. And watch again, I was like, oh, this is actually a nice, just, yeah. this is a nice kind of like, again, deep, like sort of reference to Planet of the Apes, but also like, not really, but also yes, they do the funny gorillas dance. Yeah. I mean... I like the Stranded Seven, but that's just because I like still Seven that Samurai. I that I just thought you know? I just thought that Japanese cats are just a common alien species to pick out of the species like roulette. Yeah, I also really like Mandarin's introduction episode, "The Secret of the oh, Sixth Monkey." He's so imposing in that episode, like compared compared to the rest of the series, where he's again the narrative cockroach. Yeah, like, it's he, he. It's like he's he's silhouetted, so you know mm-hmm. he's a monkey, but you don't know like what his deal is. And then he's the first. He's the first reveal of oh yeah, the monkeys are like cyborgs because we see that he still has a, a fleshy face. Yeah, fucking Mandarin suffers what I like to call from the grievous effect, where in 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 his initial introduction, he is. Uh, imposing, badass, and considered a genuine threat and deadly. And then every subsequent appearance, he is a fucking joke and shakes his fist and goes, next time, I, 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 hero. Yeah, no, because the first episode, he's like, fuck off, Skeleton King. I, I don't like you. I'm going to do my own thing. It's like, oh, they're saying to be like a sort of secondary antagonist. Next episode, oh, Skeleton King, please. Ooh, Skeleton King, they're hurting me. Ooh. Give me the steroid Abigail body of my dreams. No, Skeleton King, don't, don't, don't turn me into a marketable skeleton monkey. Oh no. <clears throat> don't put me in the worm don't in the worm juices me, no. and give me worm eye. Ugh. The claw and the weird crab arm, and yet he still survives. Cause of course not. He still survives. Like, I feel like Mandarin is, Mandarin's kind of wasted. Like, it is the grievous effect where it's like, again, he's a threat, and then immediately is not. <laughs> Another episode that was really good was, you know, well, less good, more just like, oh, they they kind of went there with that, huh? Was both Gyrus episodes. Yeah, Jairus Crinkle, both of his episodes are actually really good. Because, again, it's more Jeffrey Combs, but also because they're, yeah. like, again, instead of it being like, oh, yeah, like, Army of Darkness, like, goofy, like, horror, or like, oh, yeah, just schlocky horror, it's like, no, here's some psychological stuff with 
a guy who is just really, really, really mentally unwell getting put in yeah. in a in a you know it's like in a prison, not like a mental facility, in a prison. Yeah, it reminds me of that one Powerpuff Girls episode with the collector. Yeah, yeah, it's just that, but like worse because Jairus has just genuinely a really sad backstory of possibly being an orphan. We don't really know. He he made his mom. He, he so. made his mom, but that implies we we don't know where his parents went. And that just raises further, more terrifying questions. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the, the, the second one, like, uh, Garrus Knight, I think it was, was a Garrus Knight, like the Siege on Garrus Knight or whatever it is, or Overrun of Garrus Knight or something like that, I think it was called, where it's, they go into just his... Uh, inci- incident on Ranger, Ranger 7. Ranger 7, where, what's Garrus 9? I don't fucking know. What the fuck? Anyways... Just, yeah, the, the, where they go into his brain palace and just see his ideal world, which is just him imposed on everybody. Like, literally. He is everyone in Shigazoom. It's not even... It, it's, it's like, Gyrazoom City. He, he, he morphs into a messed-up, ripping friend-style superhero, and it's weird. And then, again, going back to the these characters, these heroes straight-up kill people... They punch him so hard, he just inverts into his own psyche. And, like... Yeah. It, like, it's not he's stuck in an AI world. We don't know where he is. No. Um, I also really like uh, the episode with the snowstorm, Snowbound. Because it's one of the very few episodes that focuses on Nova. Man, this show really does just, like... I mean, it's more of a, I guess, the effective shows of that era, but I will say it, it's not, it doesn't care for its female characters, I guess. No. Nope. Or if it does, it's like, it's it's always, like, just breadcrumbs. That is a good episode, because it's, it's A, more past stuff, because it's not Alchemist past, but it's past before Chiro, and that's really neat, and, all, and never really explore upon, besides, like, the one or two, like, Manor episodes, and well, yeah, just this episode where they go back and they're just showing, like, oh, yeah, and yeah, Nova has severe trauma from Mandarin being a piece of shit. And does not like the mm-hmm. cold because she was forced to endure, like, weather training to the point where she almost froze to death. And that's why she has, like, fire things. That's why she's Nova. She's the fire one. Wow. Who would have guessed? Who would have thunk? Yeah, for sure. And I and I already said that Peak is still uh Aichiro. Aichiro the Savage Lands just it's good. That's it's it's Peak that's Peak Monkey Team. Like there's nothing better. It kinda it, it it's and, that, it's the two episodes that really do just punch above the weight class here because you, you th- like it's a good finale, leaves on a cliffhanger, next episode immediately follows it in a perfect way where like if you were watching, like, if you're if you're watching it like how I did, where I was just watch, like one to one, it's like, oh, it fits well. If you're spacing yourself out, then that gap feels like deserved. It feels like healthy. It's just well written. Mm-hmm. 
And it's just a shame that the show never gets better than that. And, and I don't think there's there's very few points where the show is as good as that ever again. Yeah. And that's kind of I a shame. I think we nixed the worst episode thing because we sort of established that, yeah, it has good episodes. Anything that isn't like really good is just something you've seen before, but with a neat spin if you like the monkey team. Or really mediocre, like any of just girl trouble, girl trouble, or or I'm trying to think. Of, there was a season one episode that was kind of like a hot bag of nothing. Oh, the night one with the oh giants. yeah, with the trolls, the giants. No lesson was learned because they were going. That was when they were going on in space, and or no, wait, yeah, they, why were they in space of that season? I don't know. Yeah, I think the show, I think, I think the show also like, like does a bunch of weird retreads because it does like the thing of like, oh yeah, each season is like a different kind of threat. But spoilers, it's always the Skeleton King or Skeleton King adjacent, which to be fair, he's the main villain. But like, season one is just, oh yeah, it stops Skeleton King. Season two, okay, we gotta seriously stop Skeleton King. And then three is stop the worm. And then four is stop Skeleton King from being brought back by Valina. And also bringing mm-hmm. the worm to it. No, because they, 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 they didn't stop the worm, but Skeleton King is still, like, out there. Yeah. It is cool that, like, they were planning on having Skeleton King kind of be the final big bad, because he was kind of, like, the villain of the show for so long, but... It, it's the same we never came to fruition that we got that ending of the final confrontation with the Skeleton King. It really does, like, sort of give, like, a fifth season impression because of the way it's, like, it's Skeleton King, Skeleton King, but for real. Then there's a middle villain that's, like, oh, here's, like, not the Skeleton King, but some stuff. And then season four is, like, okay, we're bringing Skeleton King back for the final conclusion, which will be this fifth supposed season. And it never really happens. Yeah. Which I think is good to mention Mr. Cironelli's plans afterwards. Yeah, he has talked about it a couple of times, his ideas for the show. Specifically, he kind of gave a lot of details on, it was, I think it was, yeah, it was December 5th in 2014 at Anime Superhero. He was interviewed about if there would be a chance for the show to come back. And he said, and, I, and I'm quoting here. Oh yeah, there's a finale plan for that. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I swear that I'm going to do it someday. I can do it as one movie, or I can do it as a whole season. It just depends on how much breadth I want to give it. Look at the last episode. You can either pick it up from there, or you can go five years later. It's the War of the Undead versus the Robot Chimps. It's this crazy battlefield where all the forces have kind of teamed up against the ultimate evil. It'd be awesome. It's all figured out, pretty much. Everyone bugs me about it all the time, and I really want to sit down and tell everybody what happens, but I'd rather just make it someday and give it to them. Worst case scenario, before I die, I'll do a perfect graphic novel of it, and then Disney can sue me, po- sue me posthumorously because they now completely own it, and that's how it goes, you know? I guess I could make a comic and change the names and the hairdos. Well, another reason to hate the mouse... Gone is truck not monkey. Instead, monkey not mouse because 
is that really all it is? It really is just Disney has the rights and it just makes it hard mm-hmm. to get that because of a show that they dropped on their service, like, what, two years ago? I think it's on Disney Plus now. And that's it. Yep. I ha- That's what happens. Disney doesn't let their creators own the things they make. Like, fucking, uh... I just Dan-ter- had Dan of the Dana Terrace. Yeah, Dana Terrace doesn't own the outhouse. That's really fucked up. Yeah, Disney has the rights to it. So she couldn't... She would need Disney's permission to make, like, comics that continued the story or told the stuff that she wanted to tell but didn't have time for. It's it's like media conglomerates and, and big oligopolies on entertainment are not good and bad and stifle creativity... But hey, at least nothing is happening right now that is because of that, which is see. I'm glad I'm glad we record we recorded because when we started this, that was when the strikes were maybe starting, and now they are definitely, definitely, definitely happening, ridiculously so. The writers and actors strike. It's the right. Yeah, it, it, it was it was a writer strike when we did this initially, and as of now, it is a writer and actor strike, and also possibly soon CG animators are joining in. Yeah, there's also a, another strike happening soon, which is a UPS strike. UPS, uh, v- very good friends, the Monkey Team, as we remember, <laughs> they were very. Very good, Very good friends. friends. They were the, where would we be without without Johnny Joe, the UPS worker, sponsoring every episode? Their lifetime friend and ally. He was in the last shot too with the skeleton. Remember? Yeah, right there. You didn't see, didn't him, see but him. He was there. But he was there delivering our hearts. <laughs> Deliver unto. E- <laughs> that would be a cool <laughs> shit. See, now I'm making up an episode for a fake character in my head. <laughs> And I'm thinking that's a really cool title. Deliver unto evil. The entire episode is that uh, the Mandarin and Valina are trying to get this dark artifact, and it's being delivered through UPS. And the 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 focus character is the UPS guy, and the monkey team, and Valina and Mandarin are trying to catch him both at the same time. Sir Nelly, if you're here listening, you could take this, man. Good, just. Make this and then stab it into Disney's wretched heart from where, from whence it came. Yeah. Deliver Onto Evil is also the name of a horror movie about a slasher villain who's a mailman. I figured it. I figured as much, but I, I still want to say it. It's a, it's a good title. No, no, no. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't exist, but that's also what you could call Deliver Onto oh. As far as I know, it doesn't exist. I don't fucking know. Anyway, uh, so tidbits and trivia. Bit trivia. Um, a few things were originally. Yeah, this is stuff about like the uh, mostly prototype stuff that never ended up in the show. That's some of the more interesting trivia. Um, the title of the show originally was going to have was going to be Ultra, so it was going to be Super Robot Monkey Team Ultra Force instead of Hyper. Um, in the original pitch, also, the monkeys didn't have names, and they were only referred to by their colors. Uh, Antari was the leader of the monkey team, and Chiro was, like, instead, like, a younger tag-along kid type character. 
and also a lot of uh, roles and personality traits were swapped around. For example, Nova was going to be the uh, try-her-best, sweet, gentle, and peaceful type. And then Nova became the Nova we know now. Nova was going to be the girl character, and then they changed it. Um, Shugazoom was originally going to be called Pachinko Town, and or was going to be on a futuristic Earth. And finally, the Super Robot originally didn't have any other weapons, like web missiles or lasers, and instead, it was just gonna fight with its fists. It, the, it, it, hey, what can I say? It, it looks like a boxer. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking the Super Robot from the top rope. Just fucking... Yeah, actually, that would be pretty cool if it just beat up things, but I'm assuming that would have to be a lot of those flash cuts and... Disney hates those. Late end stage era Gen X. Late stage Gen X hates that. It's a phrase I never thought I'd say. It's like it was a disease yeah. or something. It's like, I mean, late stage Disney is a disease. Just like late stage capital. Ooh, Ayo! Speaking of capital, that doesn't really segue into what I wanted to say, but who cares? Who cares? Uh... So my little tidbit is that, did you know that Monkey Team has a Japanese dub? I mean, wow, really? a lot of shows on Jax like got like dubbed overseas because easy kid shows to market. Like yeah. Jax was like, I don't know, if, I forget if Jax was like partially funded by some Japanese studio, but I think it was like yeah, the rights to distribute like anime and in exchange, maybe more Disney properties were being localized or sent over there. I don't know how that how it works, but. That was, it was a very common thing, and one of the shows that did go overseas was Monkey Team, and some tidbits about the cast, like certain voices, just characters are from things that like, like just sort of extraneous '90s or or, or 2000s anime. Some Gundam background character voices, with the exception of two characters, one being uh the Skull King himself, who was voiced by. Motherfucking Akio Otsuka. That what? Solid Snake. Uh, well, fucking Solid Snake, that's the big one, but like. Too many characters to list. I think now he. I forget, I forget who he replaced the. Like, replaced now because. He's also. Got, he also replaces lots of actors who pass away because he had. He does. He had. He's, he's very good at imitating that, like, older anime villain style voice, but yeah, no. Yeah, cause he's a fucking, he's a Blackbeard. He's um, he was, yeah, he was an he was Uvo Gein and Hunter Hunter. Uh, he was also in Fate Zero. He's a I, writer. In I, Zero, oh god! Oh no! Oh no! I'm remembering all the characters he's voiced. He's also uh, what's it, Captain Kiraku from Bleach, the with the pink with the oh no. Yeah. Stupid sexy Skull King. He's also uh He's also all for one in My Hero. I think he was in he's also in um Vinland Saga. He's uh Thorkel in Vinland Saga. Man Uh he's also Wamu in JoJo. Me on my list of Akiotka characters that I have feelings for and then regretfully writing down the Skeleton King. And You know what's really funny? Uh, you know who else Ak- Akio Otsuka voices? Oh. 
Circling back to the thing about Antari, Akio Otsuka is also the voice of the various incarnations of Xehanort. God damn it. God damn it. It's always Kingdom Hearts, but... <laughs> it all comes back to Kingdom Hearts, baby. Where are they going to show up in, in Kingdom Hearts 4 with the, with, the, with the Ewoks and the... I don't know. What would Kingdom Hearts 4... You know, that's not even... I don't want to talk about Sora, we gotta stop the Skeleton King. The gummy, actually, no, yeah, wait. The gummy ship got ties onto it. It it, fit, it, it fits. It's it's one of those like the flight upgrade in every mech show, but it's the gummy ship. It latches on. And, yeah. Uh, they do the roll call. And we do a do it Ikaruga style. Uh, you know, space top down shooter. Anyways, the second trivia is a little is a little more. I want to say more obscure because I, th- I I say it's obscure because I've never watched this show that much. But I think for the majority of girls in Japan, it is like like Jesus. Uh, Nova, I forget I forget who the actress's name, but she was voiced by Kira Black from the first Precure. Oh, a uh, fucking yeah, the original which, like, Precure, yeah. Really fucking fits. Yeah, uh, Ros- uh, it was um, Yoko Hona is her Japanese voice actress. Yeah, for those that do not know, girl that punches very good. The girl the girl that punches punch very good, good actually. The girl that has been punching very good for twenty five years, I think, and counting. Yeah, she was old. I remember. I remember the thing that sold me on watching Pretty Cure. Was someone told me about one of the Pretty Cure All Stars movies, where this, when Cure Black and Cure White show up in that specific All Star movie, Cure Black decides that her entrance is going to be uh, uh, axe kicking a seven forty seven. These ca- these are the characters that could quite literally solo most like modern shonen series, mind you. Whatever you True. think about any kind of whatever your 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 shonen jump character is, your your Ichigos, your Luffy's, your your Robocos, that's not it's like magical girl shows are just stronger. They are just naturally built they are built different. They are built the differentest. I would I would agree. But then like then I think about fucking JoJo. <laughs> Now that now that's a discussion for a different episode. That's a discussion for a different episode. Also, like uh, I am talking about shonen and overpowered characters in shonen. It's been a long time since I've seen a character in a shonen as overpowered as Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen. Power private could handle him. You could take him. You could take him, him right? Does have a plan for that? Yeah. That does have a plan, no plan for for, for, for Magna Tingler Blast. <laughs> gets tingled. Ooh. Gets the gets gets the, the, the infinity tingled out of him. I think that's the name of the episode. <laughs> Get the infinity tingled out of you. It's either that or Darth Hamill. Fuck, both of these are good. <laughs> I think it's Darth Hamill. Darth Hamill's gonna be the name of the episode. Yay. But anyway, that's the show. Um Hopefully. <laughs> That's the show. Hopefully. We hope you enjoyed the show. Um, Again, hopefully this show will 
coming back on a regular basis. We're still figuring things out. It's been hectic, to say the least. Uh, but if you enjoyed the show, you can follow the show uh, on Twitter, at Ing Podcasts. You can also find this on Tumblr at acmepodcasts.tumblr.com. That's acmepodcasts.tumblr.com. But if you wanted to get in touch with us, you can find me at kaiju underscore emperor on Twitter. Although, since Twitter is fucking dying, um, maybe you'll find me elsewhere at some point. But for now, <laughs> at, at kaiju underscore emperor on Twitter... And uh, you can also find me on Tumblr at kaiju-emperor, spelled the same way, K-A-I-J-U-E-M-P-E-R-O-R. Jank, where can people find you? You may find me, Jankerton J. Junker, the amazing streaming robot who has not been streaming or roboting for a little while on twitch.tv television, yes. Twitch.television at jankerton underscore j underscore junker. Uh, that has enough card constants where I feel like maybe it's easy to spell because it's just the word jank. If you t- if you type the word jank three times, you'll find my Tumblr account for sure. It's it's like clicking your shoes. Uh, and on Twitter is just one word, Jankerton Junker, but there's no like. It was a space limit, so I just decided to take out the last e in Junker. So it's like Jankerton Junker. That's just one word. It sounds like gibberish, looks like gibberish, but you'll know me when you see me. I'm square, I'm orange, and I love kissing boys. And with that, don't be a jackass. Bye-bye. We'll see you next time. Bye!